Hello and welcome to the Lost in Middle podcast. In today's episode, we discuss how we've been constantly evading COVID-19 in Vietnam, which is currently on shutdown. Luck off. We also talk about our experience on Fancy Pan as we strive to raise 500 pounds for the Busfly AVM charity. And we escape quarantine. There were three people with coronavirus within our vicinity. In our bloody hotel, mate. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Lost in the Middle podcast number three. I'm Jono. I am Lukey Boy. And I'm your boy Olivier. So, lots happened. We haven't done a podcast in a fair few days. Allow us. We nearly got quarantined. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But we won't go there just yet. We'll go back to where we left off, which was when we were still enjoying Hanoi. Um, And we were just on our way to Train Street, where a train drives down a street. (laughs) What a way to... (laughs) (laughs) as you can tell the corona within Ollie's body has got much worse he's the reason we nearly got uh, quarantined well yeah we would have left the country but if we did Ollie would be in a two week incubation tank right now they care about me been a lot of angst between the three of us these past few days it's been stressful times ollie's done nothing to help even though he is has a bit of a chesty cough but he has the audacity that we only attack him and then when we say so what are you doing right now we see a game that i've never seen before i don't think anyone gives a shit about it it's a rubbish game but he's still playing it <laughs> no i think it's a pretty good game it's that game that you've seen advertised on instagram that's sudoku one uh that is Replace the numbers with the little If you things. lot could see mine and Jono's faces right now. <laughs> it's replaced numbers with cubes, so it's therefore nothing like Sudoku. <laughs> the same rules apply. You've got to get the lines, you've got to get the boxes. Yeah, but you just need to fill them. There's no actual... So, yeah, it's like Tetris. So but... there's, it's just got nine boxes and that's the similarity, right? It, it passes the time when you're in somewhere shit like Hanoi, where nothing's open. And you could and be editing you're... videos, yeah. And you're being attacked racially by all the locals constantly. Yeah, we are being attacked. It is a bit of a mazzo. I'm a straight white man. And now I know what it feels like. So Straight white male. Don't do that. We'll get, uh, <laughs> we'll get copyrighted. Bo Barnum. All right, cool. So, yeah, where we left off last time, um, we had just got back from Train Street where we nearly lost a £400 GoPro. Oh, my God. You lot need to go and look at our TikTok right away because you'll Jumping see... Jumping on TikTok. You'll see how close our GoPro got to being absolutely destroyed by a fat bit of oh, wood. Sick. We are lost in the middle of TikTok. Search up. There's some funny shit on there, Kaz. Funny shit. But, yeah, you get to see not only the train that nearly broke the GoPro, but you get to see it from the GoPro's angle. You get to see what we're talking about, like, in the flesh. We're actually doing content. Top quality content. Yeah, yeah, I'll read that, baby. (laughs) read that, baby. It was actually a sick experience. Like This wham train, not like those shitty Great Northern Line ones in England. This is like a full-on... Well, I don't even don't even know what to this call it. train had girth. It was like, a girthy train. It was a it was a wham train, and you could literally lick it. Like it was that close. The man literally comes up and he's like, no, 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 no. and then he points to like this little ledge, and basically you have to go and stand up on there because if you were stood where we were, the train would have clarted you. You'd have been pancaked. How fast feels you was going? Like 40 at this point? Because it's not too far from 40? the station. It's maybe. pretty clear that you don't drive a car, in it, Ollie? Like 20, maybe. 
20. I'll say 20 on the way in, and then on the train that's in the video, that was probably less. Because that was going from stationary, wasn't it? The other one was coming in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Check the video out and decide for yourselves, people. I'm sure there's a Google search out there. I think this is what he was talking about when he always gets attacked. Angel. Aww. Oh, he's got the game up again. Ollie, especially recording, get off the game. I don't know what they're talking about because I'm looking at these shit notes that we've written out <laughs> for this shit. You written. <laughs> Christ. Uh, speaking about shit podcasts, let's carry on. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is all before Hanoi started becoming a bit of a uh, dystopian realm, but we thought, you know what, let's go up to Sapa and do this challenge. Dystopian realm? It was. It's, it's <laughs> Hanoi is shit. Oh, I'm not disputing that. I'm just Hanoi. disputing your fruity language. But fruity language. Fruity language, fruity sexual preference, it's all good. It's fashionable nowadays, so it's fine. Yeah, we should all pretend we're gay and then we'll get high ratings. Let's do it, man. So, hey, welcome to the Last in the Middle podcast. With your Hi, sisters. <laughs> hey, sisters. I'm Charles. What's his name again? What's his name again? James. James Charles. Hi, sisters. So today I'm going to tell you how to bleach your booty hole. <laughs> okay. Let's move on before um, we get taken off. Um, so, yeah, we thought, even though we're enjoying Hanoi, we need to go up to Sapa. It's going to be a beautiful day, which actually just got bare lucky on, and climb this mountain for charity. The so, AVM Butterfly Charity, number numero uno. We wake up bare early, it's a bit grim. We eat a omelette sandwich, an omelette sandwich, grandma, um, which was interesting, but apparently it's a thing that the hostels do here in Hanoi. And it then, was dank, it was... I'll yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it as well, yeah. Ollie brushed his teeth in a big bin, and then... <laughs> That's true. We <laughs> jumped on the bus, which I was... You could actually lay flat on this bus. They, it is well, built for me people. and Ollie could lay flat just about you were I had to have a leg time. outside but I was still able to lay flat just in a sort of contorted position I would say for anyone travelling Asia in general most likely I can only attest for Vietnam but I can almost guarantee it's going to be like that for the majority of these southeastern Asian countries if you are tall six foot plus then well, you're just going to have to get used to bending your knees. To be fair, I, I am 5 foot 11 and I fit there pretty well, to be honest. What fucking <laughs> planet are you on? <laughs> I am 5'9 and taller than you. <laughs> what are you chatting about? You, there's no way you're taller than me. Oh <laughs> my God. Bro, okay. do you actually think you're taller than me? Yes. <laughs> you're you're funny, funny Donnie. <laughs> 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 Oh, God. You're making me ill. Us. Your grab. You're I'm English. Me... Don't even need to stand up. <laughs> All right. Moving on. <laughs> so, yeah, we were on this bus. We got, we basically caught up in some sleep. We arrived in Sapa. Ollie was a bit grumpy when we arrived. I made him walk up the road. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah. it was like. 30 degrees that day. Oh my hot. god, he was being such a bitch. I completely forgot. I'd about just this. been woken up because I slept the entire time. There's six I'm out these sleeper buses. I never get better sleep than when I'm on those. Like, I would pay just to actually get a good night's sleep for once. But anyway, we get there. Basically, on and sleeper buses, the guy, you can play those games. The, uh, when you get off these buses, <laughs> they never drop you off in like the centre where everyone should be, they drop you off fucking middle of nowhere. And then they say, taxi, taxi, ah, taxi. It was a and what we should have said was, yes, 
We will get a taxi. But no. It was a 10 minute walk. Jono says, oh no, come on guys, put your bags on and let's go for a walk. Come on soldier, move it. Come on mate. You get your bags on and then you start walking and then you realise he has no fucking clue where he's going. And then you're like, oh, so now we're going to go sweat and walk around somewhere we have no idea where we're going trying to get to the centre of this town. It's a beautiful place. And eventually we get there after about 25 minutes of faffing. Well, and, uh, you can see how spending so much time with Ollie is a real joy. You can see the positive energy he brings <laughs> no. and the real sort of flame for life in general. No, no, because... No, 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 no. You, you, can't, you can't do that. That's unfair on me. I'm retelling the jars that you put us through. It was a 10-minute walk. It was 25 minutes. I was counting Even if it was, it's every walk. single second. I was looking at you like withering away and I thought he needs a bit of exercise. He needs to prepare for the 12-hour hike he's about to do the following day. Trust, get those legs working for In us. addition to that, I was also very ill at this point, coughing. I was crying. <laughs> genuinely, I was crying during this walk just because I couldn't see either because it was so bright. I think I've got those disabled eyes where you need those, like, real sunglasses, the excuse to spend, like, £200 on Gucci's. Gucci. But I was, I was just, I couldn't breathe, basically. And then you start coughing, and the locals look at you, and then they start stabbing you, and, like, say, well, get out of here, get out. Where stabbing. we were in Sapa is right next to the border of China. So it is a, it's a bit of a hot spot for... Corona. Corona fear. just floats over the border. Corona chaos. And it's not a pretty sight, to be honest. But and I've been coughing the past week. Look, if I push Ollie's chest, you'll hear what I mean. No, no. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, then when we stopped off in a hotel, we thought, well, it was a hotel, it was just the closest hotel we could find. Um, we had a drink. Ollie was just sort of sitting there. We're like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, let's get a cab to the hotel. Ollie finds us a hotel. Oh, look, it's got a nice pool. We get there. There's nobody there. <laughs> nobody there. There's literally apart from one guy in a leather jacket carrying cement up a flight of stairs. <laughs> I mean, he was. He must have been sweating buckets, if anything like. And it then was mad. we saw the pool, which had its own little ecosystem forming. Pool in inverted commas. It was more like a oversized bath with algae it was advertised as an infinity pool looking over <laughs> the majestic views of the view was pan mountain the view was the view was very good but the water the whole thing in that you was just... fucking shit like those photos must have been taken 20 years ago because my lord this place was as bad as you could imagine think about these really nice hotels when you see these photos and you're like wow i can't wait to go there and you get there, and you just don't know how they've made these photos look the way they have. What was it called? Cat Cat Garden? It was something oh, like that. Yeah, Cat Cat Garden Cat, House Cat. or something. Fucking avoid it like the plague. Like yeah, corona. absolute shithole. I left it one star. Yeah, well, luckily, Ollie didn't put his card details in, so we quickly ran away. Uh, we did receive a call from them. We just said, yeah, no one was there, and we left. Received a call and went, fucking hell, update all that what do they say four star hotel uh, yeah. yeah absolute embarrassment this should be illegal it should be I mean we're currently sitting in a three star hotel that was advertised as a four star hotel but we'll get there 
Um, did we then go to the place that we actually stayed at? No, because we ended up walking around for hours trying to find a hotel. No. Did we? Well... Oh, no, that was it. We then went to Saparis, or Saparis Hotel, which is where we did stay. Oh, yeah. But well, we realised that on a different app, you could get things much cheaper. So Agoda. we were around. Check out Agoda if you're coming to Southeast Asia, because... Agoda is better. I'm literally thinking, though, it's only that cheap because nobody's here. Yeah. Well, it must be. It might, like, we were seeing five-star hotels advertising rooms for about... Thirty dollars a night for yeah. for th- three people. It's like a joke. Although they did try and double the price as soon as you added in the third bed, oh, so yeah. it was a bit that of a, a con. But, but I mean, you look at, even if even so, sixty pounds a night, sixty dollars a night, even for a five star hotel, it was obviously a good deal. But we didn't do that because we can't. We're poor. Well, we're having to live a little bit slummy to or stretch this holiday out as long as possible. Holiday slash business trip. Yeah. Um, um, and then, yeah, we ended up staying in Saparis, Saparis, where we thought we'll get a nice sleep before we take on Mount Fanzaipan. 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 Oh, my God. So the hotel was actually pretty decent. Yeah. Um, and we got a, one of the best night sleeps we've got here, purely because I think prior to this, we'd just been in the hostels with, like, these bitches that wouldn't stop coughing, wouldn't stop, like, I don't know what they were doing in their beds, but it didn't sound pleasant. <laughs> um, they were just keeping us up all night. So it was the first night where we were like, oh, my God, we've got a full night's sleep for once, which was unbelievable. Nearly got a full night's sleep. I nearly got a full night. I don't remember what it was that kept me up that night. Basically, the jet lag has, I mean, it's finally passed, but it has been a bit grim. Yeah. And it's all the moving around as well hasn't helped. And Don't go out on your first night and get absolutely lagging. And then sleep the whole day. Yeah. That's, that, that was the error. Um, so, yeah, we wake up after, sorry, the night before, we'd done a bit of haggling to try and find a good price to climb Fancy Pan. Um, we managed to find one that was £55 each, roughly. Uh, $65. Yeah. Around £55 each, which is actually pretty good, considering that it came with... Um, a porter who carried up some food for the... Um... Well, not even. It was like 51 quid each. Oh, yeah. No, he's right. Yeah. So Which yeah. is actually, like, a really good deal from what we... We got quoted by um, our Donny in the hotel, like, I think it was, like, 65 or 70 pounds each. So we got a pretty good deal on that. The porters didn't really speak that much English, but... Fuck me, I actually couldn't speak on this trek anyway. I was dying for half of it. So it starts off in a beautiful... Well, we got so lucky again. I literally was reading up on the um, bus there that it says make sure you check well in advance for the weather because if you climb the mountain on a cloudy day, then not only is it dangerous, but you won't see anything and it'll be kind of a waste of time and money. So on the way there, I read this thinking, shit, Um, we get there. Not a cloud in the sky. The clouds are beneath us. (laughs) We were so lucky. It's the most sun we've seen this entire time. Yeah. My neck got destroyed. Yeah, my ear is still peeling from the sunburn. It's a joke. Because when you're up that high, there's just so little UV protection. There wasn't any clouds anyway. There's no oxygen to breathe. There's no atmosphere to filter the UV. Sounds like a dream in terms of the fact that it was very sunny, blue skies, but it was... Painful regardless. Yeah, I mean, everything has its pros and cons. I loved it. I had a great time. (laughs) On the way out of this, um, at the hotel on the way there, Ollie did look like death. And we discussed that he needed to try his best to not 
be so obviously ill. Yeah, because we, when when you get to the start of the peak, you have to go through this like police police checkpoint police checkpoint where they just you you have to pay, including the price of the porters. You have to pay for like a like a, a war, not a warrant permit like a permit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And they they check that over, check that you're all right. And obviously, because of all this coronavirus shit, if you cough once, they'll be like, uh, we're taking you in, mate. But luckily, Ollie managed to hold the coughs in until until we got past the checkpoint. Um, and then we started our trek. It was very nice. You start off walking through jungle, crossing rivers, tracing rivers, and then it eventually becomes a vertical climb. Oh. And then... A vertical drop and then a vertical climb and a vertical drop and then another vertical climb. It was so long. Up and down, up and down until you got to base camp one where you got to relax for five minutes. Then repeat it, getting higher and higher and higher, thinner and thinner air. Ladders. They did. They had ladders on the side of cliff faces as well, which is obviously better than no ladders. But Oh my God, I was shitting. I don't really rate heights that much either. And when you're on this rickety ladder and you look down and there's a thousand metre drop. <laughs> For those that have climbed any mountains in the UK, they let a lot more slide here. Oh, yeah. A lot more. Big time. <laughs> there's a, fair, a few times you'll probably see on the GoPro footage where you're talking complete drops, hundreds of feet to either side of you, that sort of thing. It was sick. I can't lie, I bet enjoyed it. No, it was, it was an unbelievable experience. I, I didn't just... it. Yeah, I just wish I wasn't ill because that really made it so jarring. And that's probably why it took this long to recover. Because at my worst point, that was like the worst day for me. And I then had to climb a bloody mountain. There are videos of Ollie just kind of emptying his nose (laughs) (laughs) unintentionally along the trail. It was genuinely horrible. Well, I feel like this has got to be... All the footage we got will be turned into... A dank little video. Yeah. Um that'll be used to promote obviously the charity challenge. Um speaking of which, that's why we did it. So if anyone would like to donate, the Just Giving page is still up. Um you can find find it in our social media bios. Just drop us a message, we'll send you straight there. Please, 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 we're so close to our goal. We've well. got another hundred and fifty pounds to raise before we can consider ourselves worthy of I don't know. Completion. Worthy of a philanthropic yeah. medal. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know, motherfucker. I'm trying to speak. I don't know what I'm saying. We are tired. It is very late. It's 5pm. Man's hanging a little bit as well. You get me? And we'll just blame it on the booze. Really. <laughs> yeah, no, so after six hours of unbelievable scenery, but also quite grueling altitude climbing like we got to the top the views were unreal probably one of the most beautiful things i've seen in my entire life it was unbelievable it was worth it it was we've got loads of peng footage as well nice drone shots camera shots etc um i would say for those who do ever find themselves in sapa i think if you're going to climb it in one day definitely take the cable car down unless you're doing it for a charity challenge or whatever but if you're literally doing it for fun do not climb up and down in one day no yeah. do not it's not advised unless like we 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 consider ourselves all pretty well me and Jono consider ourselves pretty healthy athletic <sighs> sort of people 
Ollie, on the other hand, I mean, he's thin. What, is that the end? <laughs> I'm better at climbing than most people because of my anatomy. Um, Does a wham cock help? No, it helps with balance. But the, uh, it's like an anchor like with tail. Tail. <laughs> Make sure he doesn't fly off the top when it gets windy. No, it's the... Um, it's my knees. I like. I can. My bum can touch my heels without my feet leaving the floor. Can slut drop like a pro. Get up. Get up out of your office chair right now and squat all the way down with your feet flat on the floor and see if your bum can touch your heels without anything lifting off the ground. Guarantee you can't do it. If you can, send me a photo. Send it on my Snapchat, on my DMs, and I'll send you back a cheeky little pic. Um, <laughs> but no, real talk. It was. I usually find these things. They're obviously challenging, but I don't know. Just left foot, right foot, just keep going. Yeah, no, the the climb there was obviously tough. It was the, the worst thing was the breathing. The oxygen oh was so God. thin, 3,000 metres up, that it was hard to get your breath back once you'd lost it. Yeah, so you, without stopping, basically. Like, walking at a slower pace wouldn't really do it. You'd need to stop to actually be able to breathe. You basically, have to concentrate on breathing. if you're a fat cunt, do not go up this oh, mountain. No. Well, people do it in two, three days, so... If you aren't sort of slim and fit, we've climbed mountains before. So if you haven't done anything like that, definitely stop halfway. But the cable cars, I, I was the only one out of us to take it down because I buggered my knee at the top, which was very jarring. So I've already committed mm, my forfeit and paid extra money into Just the charity Just before pot. the top, Ollie starts moaning about his knee. Oh, What was that? Look, it's clicking. It's clicking. I was like, I can't really hear much coming from the knee. What's wrong with it? Took a look at it. No swelling. (laughs) No nothing. But apparently he could barely walk on it. I think he's uh, doubting the severity of your injury. Well, no, he's just making up this for content purposes, which I understand (laughs) is necessary. But um, it's funny because not once did I get my knee out. Uh, I never mentioned clicking. As <laughs> the what issue. are you chatting about? Um, I never did any of that, but it's fine. I understand what you're doing. You're trying to get content. He's just salty about like, not, you're, you're not actually me, finishing uh, the challenge. Annoyed, but I understand what you're doing. But it's you know fine. what? We're not all built like Greek gods, so I understand some people do need to take it easy. Such yeah. as yourself, yeah. little poor boy. You're half Greek. Um, so basically, the way what this does that went, even mean? <laughs> you're the one mentioning Greek gods, bro. Yeah, I can't so hear much. What does your half Greek even have relate to that in any way? So at most, you're a demigod. <laughs> um, so anyway, what happened was my right knee on the way down from the peak, dirty twang. Now, anyone that knows about the twang knows about the twang. And I knew from that point there was Can no way... Can you explain way, the twang? There was no way I could do another 3,000 metres, which was, what, 12 kilometres nearly? Yeah, roughly. So, Massive. especially going down. Going up wasn't as much of a problem. Down is always worse. Down was just horrible. So I knew that I'd completely cronked it and I shat $30 to get back down via the cable car. But the reason why I mention it is because the cable car, it was shaky and a bit nerve-wracking, but it's the views are unreal. You're literally flying. It's like you're in a helicopter almost, like some sort of drone, just looking above all the rice paddies and the mountain range. It was very nice. Yeah, so anyone that does come here, definitely do it. I'd say Even, climb up and then get the cart down. I would say that, but then it depends on who you are as a person, because if you don't care so much about you know being out in nature and oh rocks 
then just fucking get the car. Just get in that car, go up, enjoy it at the top, stunt, take your pictures, eat your fat meal, and then go all the way back down. Much better day, takes a couple hours, and then you can go out afterwards and get murky. Although in Sapo, I don't know where you'd do that. Yeah, sure. Well, no, you could do it. It's just because Corona's ruining everything at the moment, so everywhere's shut. Speaking of which, on the way down, I murk my knee as well. Oh. <laughs> so what became, what was going to be sort of a, maybe a 10-hour ascent and descent quickly became a 12-hour long hike. And I was so jarred. I mean, I, I could barely, barely walk by the end of it. Luke managed to take a couple tumbles as well. Oh, my God. I got so tired that my feet just stopped working. But luckily, nothing got too damaged. I mean, we're, what, three days on now since we climbed it, and we're all fine. Yeah. I'm very surprised your knees are not completely fucked up. Well, the way that I couldn't actually put any pressure on it for a good sort of 20 minutes. Oh, my God. So we got to, I'd say we got about 1,000 metres back down, and then Jono fucked his knee badly. There was a guy coming up the mountain, and I had to basically twist quite quickly to sort of get out of his way or for us to both get around each other and just that twist on the descent down as I stepped for some reason just absolutely sent it west I was in a lot of pain he spent the the remaining 2,000 metres going down backwards oh yeah (laughs) because that was the only way that he could actually move his knee I had to yeah literally turn myself around 180 degrees and take steps backwards rather than downwards in a forward fashion i don't really know how to describe it you're walking Beyond backwards down walking the backwards down a mountain i got a stiff neck <laughs> oh, i was peak but we managed to get down all we fine. made it we got down we were exhausted we got a cab back to the hotel and on the way back we get a call from Ollie. no no hang on, hang on hang on sends me a text he's like okay so i've got some good news and i've got some bad news <laughs> We were like, oh, okay. And we were like, all right, what's the good news then? And he, basically, we had to, as we said in one of the earlier podcasts, we had to book flights from um, Hanoi to Laos for us to actually get into Vietnam on at the check-in desk. To prove we were leaving within two weeks. Yeah, so he says, oh, I th- I'm like 90% sure we're going to get that refund for the, those stupid flights that were not even going to Laos anymore. So they literally would have been a waste of 300 quid. He goes, I'm pretty sure we can get a refund. Only other bad thing is that we might get chucked in quarantine for two weeks because they've just asked me to do a corona test. <laughs> so we're like, what? What are you talking about? So we get back to the hotel. Ollie come limps back down with his dead knee. And we ask this guy, like, right, what's the situation? Why do we have to take corona tests? Are we going to get quarantined? He goes to us, so... I don't really know how to tell you this, guys, but there was someone in this hotel with coronavirus. So we're like... Ratted boombox. You what, mate? <laughs> <laughs> you what? <laughs> we're like... But we were more jarred. We weren't really jarred about that. We were jarred about us being quarantined for two weeks. We ask him, so what is the test process? Do we have to go down to the hospital? And he's like, yeah, hospital and blood test for the corona test. I was, we were like, fuck, oh, this is all very long we don't really want to be doing any of this we then somehow get over the fact we're like are you telling us we need to go to the hospital now he says you have one hour we're like or no half an hour something like that what what do you mean we have half an hour he basically told us that if we got our things and checked out within half an hour cancelled our booking for the following day he would basically turn a blind eye (laughs) and we would be let out of quarantine so we ran 
up those stairs considering that we half we couldn't walk yeah, we ran up those stairs walk. packed those bags and there was a girl who knocked on our door another staff member saying you have three minutes before you get quarantined we're like, yeah, we're like, oh, <laughs> get the fuck out of here man <laughs> we narrowly escaped quarantine we are all in the in the street basically and he goes oh by the way don't check into the hotel across the road they have coronavirus as well <laughs> Oh my god. We like, oh, just get me a flight home. I'm done. <laughs> this is literally five days into our fucking trip. Um, so, yeah, we find another hotel. We managed to find a very nice hotel, actually. We don't tell them we just come from a Corona hotel because we would have been turned away. The whole of Vietnam is now taking your temperature and giving you medical questionnaires and checking the history of where you've stayed in Vietnam. It so, is a joke. we've been we doing to... lots of little white lies, which is probably very irresponsible. But at the same time, I don't want to get quarantined. At the same no. time, fuck you, I don't have it. Like, the problem <laughs> is, I came out here with bronchitis, <laughs> which is the worst fucking timing I think ever in the history of mankind to get it. Have I told you what it sounds like with the cough? No, no, no. <laughs> so, I had this. I, I am getting better now, fucking finally. It's been like three weeks. I came out and the cough got its like at its worst probably the day I arrived. And then corona got worse because Vietnam started having cases again. And then now I just need to hide the fact that I'm coughing. So every, like, at the airport when you check into a hotel, anywhere, like, proper, like this, they make you sign uh, those symptom forms. Like, are you coughing? Yeah, medical declaration um, form. Do you have sore throat? Do you have, a, you know, a temperature? Do you have all this stuff? There's loads of these symptoms I do have. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> We're there, just and I'm just, no, 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 no. And no, I'm just no. ticking no on all of them because I'm like, fuck you, I know what you're asking. They should just say, do you have COVID-19? Yes or no? Because that's all they're fucking doing. So anyway, I tick no for everything, which is probably outrageous of me. But it's not contagious, so shut up, let me cough, and let me go to bed. And uh, that's basically what we've been doing. It's worked so far. Like, the corona's this bad that the gyms, everything's shutting. I don't know why we thought this was a good idea, but we were like... Yeah, I mean, our lower bodies are pretty fucked, but the upper body, like, we can still do a workout. You so we try and go to, to, the, to this gym, which looked really nice, get there, and they're like, there's just a big sign outside saying, COVID-19, no entry. So we go, we try to get in, they're like, no, no, no. You Westerners are definitely not allowed in, let alone the locals that live around here. Um, Absolute bullshit. Yeah, it's a joke, but... We, uh, we remember that there was this, like, outdoor sort of gym area in the centre of Sapa with some pull-up bars and stuff. So me and Jono do, like, a little workout there. We, we, these guys come past, and Jono had bandages around both, both knees. They're taking the piss. They're saying, like, look at this prick. He's got sellotape legs on, his, uh, on him, taking the Barney Francis, pretty much. So they were choked out and left in a bush. <laughs> but it was a weird dynamic of people. We'll get to it later. But there was like a six-year-old man, and then like yeah, we were trying to work out the family dynamic. A couple of different ethnicities. One old man, four sort of twenty to twenty-five-year-old guys and girls. We're like, okay, that's I don't know, a foster family perhaps. Yeah. But yeah, we finish the workout. We get Ollie. We leave Sapa. We're like, ah, back to the city, and it's a Saturday night, so it's going to be banging. We kind of reduced our stay in Sapa because we were like you know what, we might as well go back to Hanoi because obviously 
capital city of Vietnam. It's going to be a banging night out. It's Saturday night, like everywhere sure. in the world is good on a Saturday night. Doesn't yeah. matter where you are, apart from fucking Hanoi. <laughs> <laughs> it was shit. It was so dead. Well, shit. I mean, it's an overstatement. Yeah, it was an experience. It was unique, but. It was they like, are no, taking no, COVID-19 fucking shit. seriously, which is probably a good thing. Look, we're going to listen back to this in a month's time when the UK is dead <laughs> and think, shit, maybe Vietnam were right. <laughs> but at the moment, it's just, it's just a pain in the ass. There was nowhere open. Legally, everything has to close at 9pm in the city. And we ended up getting into a bar where they pulled the shutters down and pretend nobody's in there. The police are circling the streets. They know the bar we were in was owned by a policeman. So the whole thing is a bit of a farce. Mm. But we enjoy, we enjoy the night. We get to around sort of one o'clock in the morning before the police come in and close the place down. It was a joke. They literally just come in, stand there. They don't even say anything, just stood there. And then everyone was just told to leave. And then we go back to our hotel room. What time was this? Saturday around one o'clock, I thought. Yeah, fair. So kind of early for a Saturday night. That like we wanted to go out, like, have some drinks, have some fun, meet new people, and... Even so, the bars were half empty as well, which oh, yeah. is understandable because they were closed. It's just the whole, the whole of Vietnam, from what we've heard, especially where we've experienced, it has been a ghost town. It's ridiculous. This is meant to be one of the busiest cities. It's the capital. On Earth, and there's honestly no one in the streets. It's a joke. Last especially... night, we were walking around, there's no one. Yeah, it's a ghost town, <laughs> Uh, well, it's a bit depressing, but that's why we're fucking off down south. We're just gonna sit on a beach for maybe like a couple of days, get a tan, and hopefully yeah. brighten our spirits a little bit more. Sort of, hopefully this COVID thing blows over, but something tells me we've got a while for that. Mm. So we're like day after day after Saturday night. Me and John are like, well, that was that night definitely didn't warrant us not going to the gym today. <laughs> So we find this nice gym, go to it. But again, it's like we would use a machine and then the cleaners there come up literally seconds after we leave and start scrubbing it down. We're like, are you really, is it really that bad? And there's another girl English speaking in the gym and she basically tells us that the gym staff had spoken to her because she lives here and they know her. They don't view her as a foreigner. Mm. Um, that they might bar us in particular, from using the gym, purely because we're at a higher risk of being corona-infested. So we thought, oh, not only can we not go out, experience cultural sites, which are, again, all closed, like bars, uh, cultural, I don't know how to describe it, markets, all of these things, they're closed. We wanted to go up to Heilong Bay, closed. Everything it's is closed. Up. It's like off in Vietnam. Basically, if you're planning on coming, travelling... Don't. I would highly... <laughs> Just don't do it. We're doing it so you don't have to. We're, we're the ones who are figuring out what it's like to travel during a, a pandemic. Yeah, and it's shit. Global fuckery. No, no, well, it's not going to be shit. <laughs> it's just shit in Hanoi. Yeah. <laughs> because Sapa was really nice. Hanoi, Hanoi was good. Hanoi is just so protective about its people, which is obviously a good thing. But for travellers, it's like the worst sort of outcome because we do want to we, we I mean we don't even mind if the bars and stuff are shutting down like it's not really that big of a deal for us but when they start shutting down all these like 
famous cultural heritage sites and things that you can actually do on a day-to-day basis it's just like why why are we just sitting in here where where you can't do anything it's just ridiculous uh i mean it's just it is just peak but after the the gym expedition we come back to ollie's death squalor where he's just been dying for the whole day um and we bring him back this thing called bun cha ta any vietnamese listen to this you can you know what i'm talking about but hopefully (laughs) i thought this stuff was like um these like pork with salad noodles rice wraps that we had this thing comes to the table, yeah. It literally looks like a pig shat in my bowl. <laughs> and it, I was just expecting to eat it. I didn't really rate it, but we put some in Ollie's well, bag. Well, what I had was nice, well, and I we brought some. Ollie some fish equivalent. And he ate some of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it had lots of ginger in it. That was my thinking, you know. It needs to get better. Lots of ginger, lots of liquid. The boy survives on Coca-Cola and <sighs> Oreos usually, so we need to vary that diet up a little bit i had nothing to eat all day i'd just been drinking water been fasting for like 40 hours and now i feel a bit better so it's fine i did the right thing but he definitely wasn't wasn't ready to go out that night so me and Jono were just like fuck this let's go to a bar get some drinks and like kind of ponder about what we're going to do the rest of our time in Vietnam because we've only got a two-week visa. At this point, we're thinking, is there any point even waiting it out beyond the fact that if we did try and leave the country, would Ollie be detained? Yeah. Because although he's holding it together here, he hasn't really coughed unless I press in his chest. Um, He, at the time, was spluttering almost every other word. Well, you can see it on other content that's going to be released, other videos, but like today, I felt so much better than previous days. Like, as she said, I haven't been coughing. Before, it was like, I need to bury my face in a pillow as to avoid the earshot of hotel staff and just go ham. Well, this is why we thought, we thought, oh, my God, they've heard Ollie coughing in Sapper. And that's why they fucking yeah. asked us yeah. to do Corona the Hotel staff in We're Hanoi like, heard you me coughing prick. in Sapper. We've literally just come back from this horrendous trek. 25 kilometers nearly and now we need to relocate now we need to pack our bags and start walking to a new thing worst worst thing we could have thought of but yeah no me and john just went to a bar we actually met some um some english guy in there who was serving us the drinks and we're like oh how long have you been working in this bar sort of thing like what you, what are you doing here how's the how do you think the coronavirus sort of stuff is and he's telling us i used to be an english teacher here and turns out he actually he's lost his job now because they're not paying him anything because he, of the coronavirus because of the coronavirus he's just because he he knows the guy who owns the bar this guy's letting him live with him upstairs in this bar and he's just serving drinks and not getting paid for it either so it's like he's it's, our age as well yeah he's 23 which living is above a bar part. in vietnam during lockdown like, it really is affecting this part of the world we end up on the strip and we notice a guy who goes oh you were your knee straps are gone then. I'm like, all oh, right. I remember you, you nonce. <laughs> <laughs> These were the fuckers that came to us in Sapper taking the piss out of Jono. We're like, oh my God. So you here with, this must be your dad or your sisters and stuff. They go to us, no, we're all solo travellers, mate. We're like... The fuck bunch of misfits, bro. <laughs> 60-year-old Donnie, like this dank mi- mixed-race girl... 
Uh, where they're from, like Essex, Essex Donnies. Essex, right, yeah. Essex. They're pretty jokes, to be fair. Um, but we were like, oh my God, what are the chances of that? And they were like, yeah, mate, honestly, we went to Sapa. It was fucking shit. We came back here. Now we're just, we're leaving as soon as we can because there's honestly nothing to do in Vietnam right now. I mean, we obviously differ in opinion of Sapa, but it is very apparent that Vietnam is taking this thing. I mean, potentially they're doing the right thing by nipping it in the bud, but at the same time, it's just making it all very tedious. You need a mask at all times, legally. Now you need to wear one. Yeah. Um, the locals will have a go at you if you don't. Locals are refusing us entry into some hotels, bars, whatever. Basically, you're at complete mercy of the locals in terms of what you can, can't do, what you're expected to do, etc. So... I'm waiting to get shot. (laughs) Over the the past few days, we have been seriously contemplating what it is we're going to be doing next. And the choices were go south via car or bike, fly south, or leave the country. And I think what we've come to decide is we're going to fly down to Da Nang, Nha Trang. Nha Trang. where you've got the sun, because Hanoi is just cloudy and rainy. For the next week. You've got the sun... You've got hot weather, you've got beaches, you've got cultural expeditions, nature, this, that. Mud baths are apparently a big thing over there, so basically spa treatments brewing me through. And it's sort of more tailored towards Westerners. not saying that we are, because it sounds like we're just trying to escape the Vietnamese culture, but they literally do not want us here. Yeah, they've hidden it from us. It's very obvious that we are being viewed as the harbourers of well, COVID-19, despite the fact it comes from fucking China. <laughs> well, we were literally, we, uh, we came here nearly two years ago and that was down the south of Vietnam around Ho Chi Minh and places like that. So we've been here, we know what it's like. And it's not usually and like it's, this. And it's, yeah, it wasn't like this. Yeah, this the is just... Vietnamese are usually very, well, they were very nice people when we came here uh, yeah. two years ago. But now it just feels like it's a bit hostile. The context is obviously, like, it justifies it, but... I do, well, only time will tell if they've done the right Definitely. thing. If everyone dies in the UK like they are dying in Italy, then <laughs> perhaps, yeah, you're right. I did see something on the, on the other day, like Italians just don't wash their hands. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean... You heard it here first on the really Lost surprised. in the Middle podcast. Italians do not wash their hands. <laughs> and thus deserve the deaths, apparently. No, obviously it's a joke, <laughs> but... I mean, I, just, I just don't know how how long do you reckon this is going to last for? Months. Because China first started 2019. Yeah, that's true. So we're. But now at they summer. have started shutting off borders. I feel like the spread of Corona is going to start declining slightly. No, the spread will, but within the countries it's already in. Yeah. Especially in the sort of densely populated regions of Europe, America, etc. I definitely think it will go on. Mm-hmm. We just have to be lucky and try not not get quarantined. But yeah, over the past few days, we've met up with Jay Streezy again. We've been featuring on a few of his streams, sort of getting to know what it's like, because obviously we're pursuing this social media venture as well, and he's making a living from it already. We're potentially going to travel south with him as well, so you will be able to see us on his stream. Ollie's started streaming again now as well on Wadin, so you can see us through that. Twitch.tv forward slash Wadin, W-A-H-D-I-N, or you can see us... uh at twitch.tv forward slash jstreezy. Um, he's, he's much easier to find because he's already partnered, verified on Twitch because he's a big boy. 
and um and depending on what happens we might even get a feature on i'm jasmine uh, uh, who's also we were out with last night with along with jay um on his stream oh my god that was both, a funny night last night both lovely people we basically he was like to us so do you guys maybe want to meet later and we we're like yeah yeah we we when we were walking back to our hotel um before this happened one of these reps was just like oh there's actually a few people at this bar and we told him to go there and then we see on his stream that he's walking there talking about us like oh no we, the bros are going there don't worry like with this girl that's now over in vietnam and we're just sitting in the hotel room like watching the stream oh, yeah we're like shit. they're talking <laughs> we're about gonna us have to go now. <laughs> yeah no so we get out we get out the, ho the hotel room and obviously there was no one on the streets. It was hard from the those bar. two. We get to the bar, there's literally like 10 people in we there. We doubled the amount of people that yeah. were in there yeah. just by walking in. It was a joke. But it actually ended up being a really funny night. There was a Scottish bartender and he was ripping into this fruity-scented guy. <laughs> like there was no tomorrow. He said, he was saying shit like, it looks like you took your car to the crusher and didn't get out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he was a bit of a comedian. Oh, no, but I mean, I also met some guy that um, had actually been quarantined for two weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This so, little Canadian Donny. So he came over from South Korea, which obviously had one of the first outbreaks after China. And even though he wasn't ill at all, he was put straight into quarantine upon arrival to Vietnam. So he spent two weeks... On, they were allowed to leave their hotel rooms, but they weren't allowed to leave their hotel floor. Crazy. So he was kept on one floor of a hotel for two weeks. They brought him uh, pho. <laughs> that was like his only food for two weeks. And he said he survived on Pornhub Premium. <laughs> and that was basically it. Yeah. He said Netflix and Pornhub was the only thing that got him through two weeks. And that is why we are not risking being quarantined and why we are only taking flights when we deem that Ollie will get through customs, which we know he probably will now because he has no temperature, not that he ever did, but we can confirm his temperature is well within the normal range. It's lower than mine and Jonathan's. So like, well, the, there you go, he's even, even healthier than us. His cough has massively improved and I think we are ready. Well, we were going to go to Thailand because we were thinking if Corona gets worse, where do we want to be trapped? Most likely, we'd like to be trapped in somewhere like Thailand. Somewhere with ladyboys. <laughs> <laughs> because there's more to do we've never been, and they just seem to have a far more lax approach to the whole thing in the first place. But we're now thinking that we will travel south in Vietnam. Yeah, I mean, the main reason is corona, obviously, but also in North Vietnam right now, the weather's just... Well, what you do in North Vietnam is all the tourist locations that are now closed. Yeah. Even things like Heilong Bay, that's a natural phenomena, it's closed. It's, I mean, it's like, you can't actually do anything. It's actually so jarring. Like, it's one of the main things I wanted to do on this trip. Yeah. We, our plan was Hanoi, amazing cultural hub of Southeast Asia. Sapa, beautiful scenery, do the charity challenge, climb Fancy Pan. And then Heilong Bay, which has the cruises and all of that sort of thing. Those three main things to do in North Vietnam. We were only able to really do one of them, which was Sapa. And even that, as we've described, was closed as well. The whole thing has been an experience. It has been a life experience. And I think we'll look back and laugh on it, as we already are now. Yeah. I have enjoyed my time here. 
But it is very obvious that this part of the world, maybe because they know China better than we do over in the West, they're taking this coronavirus thing very, very seriously. Yeah. And there is a lot of stigma against Europeans because of the fact that we haven't really treated the virus with the same respect, that we are all lepers walking around their streets. Well, it's interesting because statistically, these countries are actually better to be in right now because there's oh, less, yeah. less cases of it. But I mean, obviously, this has got things to do with are they really reporting the exact numbers correctly? Are they hiding things? But I don't think it would be shifted by that well, much. I mean, in Vietnam at the time, there were 50 cases when we were in Sapa and apparently three of them were on top of us. So if they are being honest, then we just got very unlucky that we happened to stumble across them. Yeah. Apparently one of them was a UK citizen as well. So again, I do understand why they're blaming us. But it has made this trip... A bit more of a challenge. It's made it a bit that. more of a jar, but we are literally a week in. And we're going to be here for months. So I'm still very gassed. Oh, I am as well. The food's still amazing. We are still finding things to do. We're meeting people and everything. So it's not the end of the world. It's just that there is the inescapable reality that corona is affecting everything we're doing. Yeah. And worst case scenario, just hit up broth. <laughs> so yeah, we're fine. <laughs> Moral of the story is, no matter what's happening in the world, you can always hit up broth. Anyway, this has been your boy Wadden. You've been listening to... Lost in the middle. Um, and I think we have said everything that there was safe. Yeah, we're heading off to Natrang. Hopefully. Is yeah, right? you said Natrang? it right this you said time. said it right. Cheers. We got freezy. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're travelling down to Natrang tomorrow. So we will hopefully be in a far better mood and recording a podcast on a beach. Yeah, be. <laughs> oh, I can't Stop wait. Stop it. Bring the pina coladas on me. Right I'm looking out the window now and I can see it raining still. <laughs> All right, cool. This has been Lost in the Middle. We hope you enjoyed your time with us and we will see you hopefully a lot sooner than we saw you from the last time. Thank you very much, people. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Oh, safe. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been holding that one in. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>